Welcome back, everyone. J-Bone here for Smash This Podcast. Late on a Monday. How's everybody doing tonight? Looks like we had some chatters in here earlier on the YouTube. You guys, you guys. Uh, so we're going to talk about a few different things tonight. We're going to talk about some news. Uh, there's, man, there's like so much news lately. Um, it's hard to keep up with it, you know, and I don't do daily videos because I'll either focus on what I'm doing for this podcast, or if it's a TNI day, I'll focus on TN, TNI stuff. Or if I'm ahead of the game, then I'll do both and do a little prep here and there. But <clears throat> like today was all this. And, oh, man. So, but before we get into anything, want to give some love publicly to my lovely, my lovely wife, Tracy, the Mrs. Jebon. Uh, seven years married today, 11 years together. Um, it's been a hell of a ride. Lots of ups, lots of downs, and um, pretty, pretty ho-hum day. We didn't really, uh, we didn't really do much, unfortunately. I was, uh, I came downstairs here to get some coffee after I did some stuff around the house this morning and I I fell asleep for damn near three hours and then woke up and was like, well, do you want to do dinner? And she's like, well, let's just get some takeout or something. It's like, oh, okay. Then I go to look and find out that our favorite takeout place is closed on Mondays and it's like, now what? So, uh, we were going to, so yeah, we were going to do Chinese and that was out of the question. So, um, she suggested a new place that I've been wanting to check out recently that came into the neighborhood. It's like two minutes away from the house is, uh, Teriyaki Madness. It's a franchise. You might've heard of it. I don't know where it's all at, but, um, really good. Highly recommend it. Real simple, really good. Great flavor. You know, like chicken, vegetable, and rice bowls and stuff like that. Or steak. Um, and also, you could also get like crab rangoons, egg rolls as a side. So it's kind of a Chinese place, but not really. You know, um, it doesn't have a real Chinese feel to it, you know. But... Um, like, like I grew up going to a place called the Silver Dragon on the north side of Milwaukee, and and I like like that place was authentic. And you walk in the place, and everything the the wallpaper, the, the the decorations hanging on the wall from the ceiling, everything was authentic. You know, so. Um, it's, uh, you know, <laughs> restaurants have changed over the years, but whatever. Anyways, um, so yeah, happy anniversary to my lovely wife and myself. Love her dearly. She is my rock 
and she's uh, she's been a tremendous support in what I'm doing. Um, hello, lucky seven. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you, Eli Samuel. Um, appreciate it. Much love. Much love, everyone. Eugene Evans. What's up, man? Um, so what else is going on? Okay, so um, check out the links in in the description there's uh buymeacoffee.com it's a it's like a tip system uh you know if you want to tip your favorite one of your favorite podcasts you can do so uh there is a link for merch in the description and i also set up a uh, new tni merch off the same site so tni also has uh you know cups stickers buttons uh, tanks, no, no, no regular t-shirts though. The tees are staying on pro wrestling tees until we, you know, unless, unless someone from the crew decides otherwise, I set it up specifically so that there's no t-shirts. There's tank tops cause it's summertime, but like, you know, when it get closer, gets closer to fall, we'll add stuff like, you know, long sleeve shirts, sweatshirts and stuff like that. Uh, and then for the next two weeks, there's 15% off over there. So go check that out. Yeah. Or, you know, smash this podcast merch by all means. Uh, what else is going on? All the links for uh, the socials are in the description of the video as well. Uh, the Discord, which I'm really not that uh, active on. I'm more active on the TNI one. It's, there's just more people over there. Um, haven't decided if I'm going to keep it yet or not, but. I should, but I'm just, I'm just haven't been on social media much lately. You know, it's just one of those things. Thank you, Terrace. Thank you, Justin. Thank you. Thank you. Um, what am I missing? What am I missing? I am missing something. What am I missing? I'm not missing anything. Oh, anchor.fm forward slash smash this podcast for the audio portion of the podcast. So if you are a, you know, listen to stuff on the go, podcasts on the go, whatever, music, Spotify, iTunes, and, a, you know, so many others, just go to anchor.fm forward slash smash this podcast and you can catch all the links on that site. There's also a, a support button. I don't say this enough about that too. If you do listen to audio and you want to, you want to tip, uh, tip the podcast from, from like anchor, there is a support button on there as well. Um, I think you can support the podcast for less than a dollar over there. I forget what I set that up at. I don't talk about that enough. But anyways, so there's a lot of different ways that you can help support the show. And it's all it's all greatly all greatly appreciated. But overall, don't forget to smash that like button, smash that sub button, ring that bell for notifications. If you're over on the Twitch, you can tip uh you could tip 
cheer bits. You can uh, sub, gift subs, all that stuff. All right. Let's, should we talk about some news? Let's talk about some news. It'll play the old jingle. Where's my jingle? There's the jingle. All right. Let's talk about some news and then we'll get into uh, homecoming results and uh, review that show from this past Saturday from Impact Plus. Jingle? Yes, jingle. Jiminy Christmas. And now it's time for J-Bone News. Take it away. Searching for my fake wrestling news. Uh, uh, the classic stylings of Vince Russo. Love the jingle. All right. Um, all right. What are we talking about first? Let's talk about. So, yeah. Um, AEW and CM Punk has been like all over the news. And I. I'm a fan and I'm excited about it, but I'm not going to sit on here like every hour of the day and, and talk about it. I try to pick my stuff to talk about here and there. Um, I mean, if there's something like massive that's breaking, I'll, I try to get on here if I'm able to, but you know, like I didn't talk about it for a few days, but here, let's catch up on a few things. So, um, the United Center show for the first dance apparently is sold out. That's what I'm reading here. Um, so the pre-sale did tremendously well with over 11,000 tickets selling. And then they sold like another thousand or 2000 the day they actually went on sale to the general public or something. So it's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's sold out. Um, 13,000s and it's, you know, it's confusing to some people because you look and see what, oh, Excuse me. You look and see what the place holds, and it's like twenty thousand or whatever. And it's like, oh, they they didn't do well. It's you know because they only filled so much. No, it's it's because they they save. They have to take out so many, you know, seats for for production for the stage and everything, and they're not going to put people behind the stage. You know, so yeah, people forget that. So, uh, so yeah, it sold out from what I could tell, but I went to go just look and see like if it was really sold out and it looks like there's still hundreds of tickets available. So I don't know if that's through like another market or something. I don't know what exactly I, if I looked up the wrong date or something, I don't know. But nonetheless, the article says it's sold out. So congrats to them for that. It's a very exciting time for the company. 
Um, and apparently, um, CM Punk is going to be able to have his own uh, music. So they're going to... They're going to license the Living Color song, Cult of Personality. So, and that was kind of hinted at the other day when it, when the little, you know, those little things were going spreading around like, oh, Living Color followed the AEW Twitter page and stuff like that. Um, you know, so little things like that. So, So we'll uh, we'll we'll see if that actually happens. If it does, I mean, like I said, I I wanted the old school Ring of Honor music. That was me personally, and it's nothing against uh, Living Color song. It's epic, too. Is you know, in my opinion, I'm excited about that. I just if you know, if I had my own choice, that's what I would have picked. So, um, so. Lakers, what's up? Polar family's in here. Terrence Sullivan. Mr. Impact Wrestling. What's up, Bill? How you doing? Swag fan. What's up? Um, so yeah, this next this next few shows is gonna be very interesting to see what happens Wednesday night to see us. So homecoming is back down in Florida at the old Daly's place. I'd say the old Daly's places because they did, what, a year and a half of shows at the Daly's place. Or whatever it was. So, um, but it's a great venue, you know. Great venue. Uh, Cody is going to be wrestling, uh, keep on wanting to say Aleister Black, Malachi Black. And uh, along with some other stuff is going on. And they're going to be building up. Um, you know, it's all leading to all out. Now, I want to talk about this for a little bit because I didn't, uh, I just wasn't feeling good middle of last week and I wasn't up for re uh, reviewing uh, AEW that night. So I just want to touch on a couple things from it. Number one, I loved the um, Chris Jericho, Nick Gage uh, match at the end. And I am excited for Hoovy coming back to fight him. I know some people maybe look at that like Hoovy. Are we supposed to get excited for that? I'm excited for that because there's a nostalgia to what those two did back in WCW. Oh, my God. Was it 20-plus years ago? I mean, that's crazy. Um, so I felt like everything – I mean, yeah, there was <laughs> – it was controversial – if, if, you know, if the death match – look, and the, the death match thing is not necessarily my cup of tea – I don't watch that stuff a lot. I watch it every great once in a while. I love hardcore matches, but when they get like ridiculous, uh, it gets scary and it gets a little, you know, it takes away from the, the wrestling side of it, of course. 
you know, but there is a way to do it that tells a story and it can still stay, stay exciting. And I felt like those two did a good job, you know, but I understand it's not everybody's cup of tea. You know, if you liked it, great. If not, you know, you know, you're not going to piss me off or nothing. Um, One thing that was confusing because they've been building up this whole thing with Adam Page. Him coming back, getting put in the running to face Kenny Omega. And they had the big five-on-five match. And I know a lot of fans probably assumed... I know I say that word, never assume, and this is why, this is why. Um, They had the five on five, and the last three, or last two, what was it? It was Nick and Kenny against... Hangman and a page at the very end, as far as who was left from either side, I believe. And they ended up, Kenny ended up pinning Adam Page, which takes away, it's twofold. It's not just Adam Page, but the Dark Order also doesn't get a shot at the tag titles, you know, any two from the Dark Order, you know, you could say Silver and Reynolds or whatever, you know, Uno and, um, oh my God, I'm drawing a blank. <clears throat> a gray, um, gray, <clears throat> gray, I can't think of his name. But, anyways. Um, so as soon as Paige was pinned, I feel like that really took the wind out of the place. Like the place is hype. They're excited with the, uh, you know, the looming stuff. Stu Grayson. Thank you. Critical sting. Thank you. Stu Grayson. Jiminy Christmas. Um, what flavor C4 are you drinking? This is frozen bombsicle. This is absolutely delicious. This and it, it is it basically tastes like an actual liquid bombsicle. Like if you had bombsicles during the summer and you you know you go down and you get the different flavors or whatever, it's kind of a cherry flavor, sorta. Um, that's what this tastes like. It's so good. It's been a long day. You know, need a little pick-me-up at the end of the day to keep doing this. I'm like, you know, eyes are starting to get a little fuzzy, you know. So, delicious. Well, I got a bunch of these because they were clearanced at the uh, Meyer during uh, over here when I was shopping the other day. So, if Hangman Adam Page... Now, and I want you guys to... 
give me your two cents in on this too, okay? Because I'm curious to see what the fans feel. Because I know I've got some, you know, AEW fans in here too. Um, if Paige is out, what are they doing? Who are they going to throw in there? Now, I've heard, I don't know if I should say this. I've heard rumblings that someone might get slingshot into the title scene very soon. And I'm not 100% sure how I feel about that. I'm going to give you... Thank you, Lakers. Love you, bro. I'm going to give you a scenario, okay? Now, love or hate the WWE, I'm giving you a scenario, okay? So just bear with me here for a minute. And I I was talking to the guys in the podcast last night. Uh, This was like behind the scene. This wasn't on... Um, this wasn't on the Patreon, the free, um, free family dinner last night. This, we were talking like for like an hour or two in the studio afterwards. And this is one of the things we were talking about. So when Goldberg came back, what a hand, we'll just say a handful of years ago, give or take five, whatever it was. Look, I'm I'm old school WCW. I love Sting. I love the Four Horsemen. I love Goldberg. I love all those guys. Okay, it's, you know that 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 love goes way back. Okay, Goldberg was one of my favorites. I loved Goldberg like a lot of people that loved the WWF loved Stone Cold at the Rock at that time. Because at that time, I had no clue who Stone Cold and the Rock were because I wasn't watching it. I just, I didn't, I wasn't one of those flip-flop guys that, okay, I'm going to watch this for five minutes and watch this for five minutes. I didn't do that. Okay. To me, there was no awards. I just watched WCW. I was, I was diehard WCW. And I loved Goldberg, man. He just, I just attached to it. So when he came back, I was stoked. And in Milwaukee, my town, now don't get me wrong, I love Kevin Steen. And he was, what, universal champion at the time, I believe. Goldberg came back, and it was, what was, what the hell was the show? Can't even think of what the hell it was called. Whatever pay-per-view it was, in Milwaukee, it's like, Great balls. If it was like one of those weird named ones or something, I don't know. Goldberg beat Steen for the championship. And I know a lot of fans were pissed off. But me loving Goldberg, I was excited for, for Goldberg. Him coming back and um 
and he 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 beat uh, he beat Kevin Owens, and and that led to what that led to Lesnar. Is that what it was? I forget. Unless that was later, I forget. But anyways, so that's what I'm comparing this to. What if someone? I won't say the name. I'll let you fill in the blank. What if someone comes back to wrestling? and takes the championship off of Kenny Omega. How would you feel as a fan? You know what? I'll just fuck it. I'll just throw in I'll just throw in a name. What if CM Punk comes back in the next few weeks and takes that title off of Kenny Omega? How would you feel? It, it you're you're not just give me just honest answer. Don't feel like you gotta like say something that's gonna make me happy or whatever. I wanna know legit honestly how you feel. Are you gonna like love it that CM Punk comes back and like he's the hero now? Or are you gonna hate it? Cause Kenny Omega even is um the biggest heel in wrestling right now, he's held that championship and he's been one of the most solid, dependable guys during the pandemic. How do you feel? Let me know in the comments. Lakers. <laughs> Lakers says, fuck that bullshit. Kenny will beat CM Punk's ass. Kenny Omega all day over CM Punk. Okay. Critical Sting says, not even much of an AEW fan, but I'd be disappointed by that. RK, oops, sorry, missed over Justin here. Punk being out for so long, it wouldn't make sense, okay? RK says, I think CM Punk winning it doesn't make much sense at this point. Okay. Did anyone else chime in? Let me know. Okay, so majority so far is negative. Now I, I completely one thousand one thousand percent respect that. Now the reason I threw out the Goldberg scenario is I'm real on the fence about this because number one I'm excited about the fact of CM Punk coming back because I've been I've been on a nostalgia trip. I'm not gonna lie. I've been watching some old DVDs. You know, I got some old Ring of Honor stuff. I've been watching. You know watching some of the really good stuff from CM Punk back in the day. I mean, I'm, I'm happy about it. Um, cause I didn't think it was, I, I was to the point as a fan where I was like, nah, he's never coming back. I'm okay with it now, you know, but, but for like a few years, I was like really hoping it would, you know, the U, UFC stuff would just fizzle out quick and he'd come back really quickly. It didn't happen. It didn't happen overnight. Um, but if he came back and, and then, 
you know, just, and I don't, I don't know if it's, I wouldn't want it to be like a two minute match. I want to see a real match. You know, I, <laughs> I don't want to see a go to sleep, boom, pin, win. Um, but, but look, it's, it's not my company, you know, um, Khan's going to throw a ton of money at punk and punk's going to be like, all right, let's do this. But he's all, he's also going to want to chime in on what he's coming back to do. You know, um, yeah, Lakers says Omega is most uh, most definitely won me over. Oh, absolutely! I've been a fan of his for a, a good good amount of years now. You know, New Japan stuff, Ring of Honor stuff, and now AEW. And he is absolutely, in my opinion, top three, top five best wrestlers in the world. You know, and that's like it's all a matter of opinion. You know. I'm sure everyone's got their own, you know, top three, top five. But I know a lot of people I talk to would, would say that, you know. So I don't know. I, I, I'd be happy about it, but I'd also be scratching my head at the same time because I'd feel I'd be feeling really, really bad about Adam Page because he's been they've been telling such a good story. And then to completely go out in left field and be like, no, we're doing this. But how many times have we seen that in wrestling where, you know, the rug gets pulled out from underneath so-and-so's run or something like that, and they just change at the drop of a hat? It's happened a billion times in wrestling. So it's not like the first time it's happened, but it's, you know... We, I don't know. So, yeah, I just want to get your opinion on that. And if you're watching on the replay, please please drop it in the comments. And, and let me hear your honest opinion on what, what you would do, how you would feel. Uh, I hope I'm wrong, but I'm, I'm, I'm hearing little things. So, I hope where I heard him from is wrong just so I can say, ha, ha. You are wrong, sir. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the first person that called out Punk was was Darby Allen, So that would make sense to me, you know, as far as a first match at a pay-per-view or house show or whatever, you know. House show, I mean, like a, a weekly show because they don't really do house shows. Um, okay. Let's let's transition off of that. We talked about punk long enough here. I don't want to talk about punk all night. Uh, Leo Rush gave an update on his rehab status. It's been three months since he's been in rehab now, and he says, "Let's oh, let's see." Okay, so it says every single day for the last three months, I've been in rehab, working harder than ever I have before. Uh, happy to announce that today I have been cleared. Now, he retired three months ago, or just over three months ago before he had his surgery. So I don't... You know, he said he retired from wrestling. But, you know, people retire and come back all the time. So 
you know, I'm not going to be. Shocked if he comes back. Um, he was booked for that 14th show. Is that August 14th for, for New Japan? Um, I know he said he was going to like finish out the shows that he was booked for and then maybe retire. I guess. I don't know what he's going to do. But I just read that, so I'm like really wondering if he's gonna like just finish up stuff for the summer and then go away, or what he's gonna do. I'm just I'm curious, you know. Do you want? I'd love to see him stay because damn, the kid's talented, you know. Very good, very charismatic, good on the mic, tremendous in the ring. Just a lot of fun to watch. So we'll see, we'll see. I'm pretty sure he's still booked for that New Japan show. We'll see what happens. And that's in a couple weeks, I believe. Um, talked about that. Talked about that. Oh, we can't forget, last but certainly not least, he's on the cover of the damn video. My God. Ric Flair. Now this, I you know, we, we said this with shock today, but we also say this with a little chuckle. So, Ric Flair was released out of his contract with the WWE today. Now, fans are so funny. People are saying, oh, he's automatically going to go to AEW and reform the Four Horsemen and blah, 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 blah. Uh, I, I doubt that, but... I mean, to have a TV moment with Arn and Tully would be fun. But beyond that, what are you going to do? You know, one of the things that I've been critical about over the last, what, year, it especially during the pandemic is, you know, when they had this guy who's 70 plus years old out there during the pandemic risking his health on tv and for me personally i'm like i don't need to see this you know i don't see like rick flair doesn't have to do anything else you know in my opinion in my professional podcasting opinion he doesn't have to do anything else he's done everything He's on all the Car Shield commercials 20 times a day when you're watching TV or watching wrestling on any channel. He's on there. God bless him. Those commercials are just tremendous. Uh, <laughs> and no, it doesn't give me a desire to get go get Car Shield. But hey, the guy's going to make a paycheck still, right? Um, I, I do not assume... He's going to go to AEW. Um, a personally, I, I guess what he he had some different opinions with the you know Vinnie Mac about something is what I read or something. And so he asked for his release, and they gave it to him. I can't imagine what they were actually paying him because, I mean, I don't know. What, what are you paying a guy like Ric Flair? 
especially because he hasn't been around much lately. After uh, Charlotte just, you know, completely castrated him on TV. And he's crying and everything. It's like, all right, enough of this. Uh, so, you know, do I need to see him on another brand? No. Uh, <laughs> but what do you think he's going to do? Is he just going to go home and do his car shield commercials and plug other stuff? Or do you think he's going to end up going to AEW? And uh, I mean, I'm not saying he can't. I'm not saying he he's just not the Ric Flair from like 10, 20 years ago. You know, he's just he's just not. No, I don't think he'd go to impact. He's got no reason to go there. The only reason he went there before was uh, he needed to pay like, you know, 20 ex-wives alibi, you know, for alimony, excuse me. <laughs> he's got an alibi for everything he did. No, um, it's the, uh, the alimony. Alimony will get you. Um, no, it's, if he goes anywhere, I'm sure he'll go somewhere for a big, big payday like AEW. Um, oh, Jeff Jarrett, yeah, Jeff Jarrett was quietly let out of his contract um, back in April, I think I read. And I kind of assumed he was because he's been doing this whole podcast thing now with Conrad. And, of course, uh, that's a big no-no if you're still under WWE contract or whatever. So, yeah, I was assuming he was done being a producer backstage. So... And whatever, you know. Uh, <laughs> and no, I don't think he's going to kick up the global force anymore. No. Um, so, yeah, don't know what Ric Flair is going to do. It's, um, it's, it's just been one of those weird few weeks where, you know, you hear these names getting let go and it's just, Just, just you know, people are still talking about Bray Wyatt, and they're going to talk about Bray Wyatt. They're talking about Bray Wyatt so much that tonight during Raw, people were chanting, "We want Wyatt." They were, they were, and they were also before the show even started. They were chanting CM Punk in Chicago. Of course, it's Chicago. But obviously, fans voicing their disapproval of all the news they've been hearing lately. You're getting rid of this guy who's a favorite. You're getting of this guy who's a fan favorite. The fans are going to turn on you. Tonight is evident. And apparently, I read a headline basically saying that they did it throughout the whole show. But that's Chicago, you know. Good old Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> 
Milwaukee had a house show. I didn't hear any headlines about that. <clears throat> Other than someone from the Bucks got a nice pop during the show because they brought him out and the crowd popped for him. Portis, someone, someone from the championship team. Shy town, yes. Um, <laughs> Vince needs to smarten up. <laughs> yeah, well, he's Vince is one of those guys. He's got too many people in his ear. You know, he's been it's, and it's been like that for a while. You know, it's almost like he's not even making his own decisions anymore. It's crazy. <laughs> Or people are, you know, guys like Nick Khan are influencing him to make these decisions. Or Vince is just giving him free reign to do whatever. So who knows? Who knows? Um, all right. So let's, uh, we spent enough time on the news. We spent actually a lot of time on the news, over half an hour. Let's get into this homecoming. We'll switch gears here, and we'll talk about Saturday night's homecoming uh, event that was on Impact Plus. This was a lot of fun. I don't know about you guys, but I really, really enjoyed this. I... And let me know as I'm as I'm going over the matches here. Let me know your thoughts in the chat, please. And if you came in here late, don't forget to smash that like button, smash that sub button as well. Um, but yeah this this was uh this was a ton of fun, and I really didn't know like I wasn't that excited about this. Because we really haven't seen a lot of intergender wrestling since Tessa was around. So it's been a while. You know, we've seen little things here and there, but not much. Oh, quick question here from my favorite nephew, Paul. Uncle, you think Bray joins us in Impact? Honestly, I think there's a really good chance that he could come to Impact Wrestling. Honestly, I do. I'm not putting all my chips on that, but as far as places to go, I'd say it's one of the top ones. Because not, it, look, Tony Khan cannot hire everyone. It's, you know, you jokingly say that, and it's like, oh, and by the way, CM Punk and Daniel Bryan are coming, you know. So, <laughs> so who knows? Who knows? Um, who knows? Um, but yeah, so let's get into this. Um, homecoming starts off here. Now this is uh tournament matches. And then we also got the X division title on the line. And then we also got a surprise match from, uh, Willie Mack versus Diener. Now I don't think this was an advertised match. But if you looked at the card on the fight, um, the fight TV description of the event down below, it was listed on there. So I was like, 
okay, are we getting a surprise match? Because I don't remember them advertising that. If I missed it, let me know in the comments. But I that to me that was that was a surprise one. So like Fight TV knew about it, but they forgot to advertise it to everyone else or something. I don't know. Let me know. But we'll get to that. I don't want to get too far ahead. Oh, and of course, then there's uh Eddie Edwards versus Marcy. But we'll we'll cover it all. Um So we start off here with the tournament starting out hot with uh, Deanna Perrazzo. Or first it starts out with uh, Alicia Edwards coming out with Hernandez and Swinger. You know, Swinger's just, you know, supporting them. And um, so a, a bit of an odd couple, you know, obviously representing Swinger's Palace there. <laughs> You've seen them in the skits together. But uh, Hernandez and uh, uh, Alicia Edwards against uh diana perrazzo and a mystery partner and we get the debut of the drama king matthew raywald formerly aiden english of the wwe now as i talk about this folks let me know your thoughts on the debut of the drama king because i really enjoyed this um He's now he's one of those that got let go last year, and he's just been podcasting about he's he is a how do I say this? Um, <laughs> he is a liqueur like expert. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Oh. <clears throat> Sneeze out of nowhere. My goodness. Um, he knows a lot about whiskeys and liqueurs and stuff like that. And he's got his own YouTube channel. And um, I watch it every day once in a while just to see what he's talking about. Because I'm not a big, you know, liqueur guy, but, you know, or whiskey guy. But um, every once in a while, just... You know, see what he's talking about. Connoisseur. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. See, because I'm, I'm not a connoisseur. You know, I drink cheap beer, you know, so. I am certainly not a connoisseur. I am a, uh, I'm a connoisseur of cheap beer. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, and if, and if he is new to you, and you want to see more, and I've said this before, but I'll bears repeating again. What I um what I recommend is go look up on YouTube or wherever, go look look up his early stuff from like his solo stuff in NXT before he got put into Vaude Villains tag team. That, in my opinion, was his best stuff. He did a little bit of that on the main roster, but then he got put with... Who the hell did he get put with? Miro? Rusev or whatever? God, it's fuzzy. I don't remember. 
But his solo stuff in NXT before he got put with the VOD villains is really good. Um, just seeing if there's any opinions yet. I don't see any. All right. So, um, but I like this. And uh, so, someone from our show is like, wow, he's really skinny. I'm like, yeah, the guy looks like he has like 0% body fat. Like he's toned. He's very muscular. He's just not big muscular, you know, and he's, he's tall. He's white. He's kind of lanky. And uh, I was like, but he is married to a Guerrero. So yeah, <laughs> he's uh, he's married to Eddie Guerrero's daughter, Shaw Guerrero, and they live in Chi Town. They live in Chicago. Um, so so they they uh they win in the debut here. Um, it was and it was a good back and forth match. I really feel like uh, Edwards and uh, Perazzo really were working well together. Even Hernandez and uh, Matthew Raywald. He, because, uh, um, Hernandez still he's still got it. He really is. What a veteran, you know. But. Um, you know, he was he was used here to put over the new talent, and there's there's nothing wrong with that. You know, he that's what he does, so that's okay. You know, I'm good with that. Laker says the drama king is cool. RK says I am happy to see him at Impact. All right. Uh. Her nan daddy, yeah. <laughs> so so that kicks off the uh, tournament here. Uh, what do we got next here? Jordan Grace and Petey Williams um, versus Chelsea Green and Matt Cardona. Now, I didn't want to assume <laughs> – there's that word again – I didn't want to assume either one of these was was going to win because like, Chelsea's got a bum wing here. She's she's got a broken arm. She's got an arm and a cast. So I didn't want to assume anything. Um, I was still excited to see it, but knowing that she's probably not going to do much after this set of tapings, I mean, I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but I have no clue what she's going to put herself through. She keeps on breaking her arm, which is not good. Uh, it's not a good sign for the future, but I mean, it's still exciting to see her back, but what is she going to do then? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, you know, and I feel bad for Matt because I know he's, he was so excited to work with her. I feel like impact really shouldn't have cleared her. You know, why did you clear her? Because now she just had surgery again. I don't I don't get it. Um so it's bittersweet, I guess. 
uh, Jordan Grace and Petey Williams come out there with the chain mail, you know, in a kind of homage to uh, Steiner, Scott Steiner. So, uh, so that was fun. Great match, though. A lot of fun. But, uh, but Matt Cardona and Chelsea Green uh, win this one. And then um, Macklin attacks Petey Williams. And, and he is just, I mean, he is just screaming mad. Just, just absolute, he just pummels Petey. And if you saw the promo, now I, I don't know if it was an exclusive or where it was. I forget where I saw it. It's on the social media somewhere. Basically, he's coming Oh, it was after the next match. That's where it was. So Macklin says he's going after the whole X division. So he eventually is going to go for Josh Alexander. He wants that X division title. And I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. You know, you know, I, I'm glad they didn't just bring him in and had him go straight after the title. I'm glad he's going to work his way through the division or whatever the plan is, but at least they didn't, you know, Streamline them right to the title. Next, now this was interesting. This <laughs> uh, we had Tommy Dreamer and Rachel Ellering, very interesting tag team, and they both came out in Road Warrior makeup. Obviously, homage to uh, you know both. Fallen Road Warriors. Ellering, of course, her dad worked with them. So there's that closeness. So they both got makeup on. And Brian Myers. Now this, <laughs> see, that that's why I really like this event. Because it was a mixture of some really good wrestling and some really fun intergender just goofy ass moments so the, the comedic moments just had me rolling here hey mark's in here what's up brother um so brian myers is like all right so who did you pick who's who's gonna be my uh my tag partner and sam beal's like oh yeah we we got this we got this he introduces Missy Hyatt. Missy Hyatt from like, like way back in the day, like back, uh, back before I was even like watching um, you know, WCW or I don't even know what, I guess it was what the brand, you know, because it went from like NWA to WCW. I forget what it all went back and forth to, you know, way back then. But I know, uh, you know, she, she was, uh, she was a manager to so many. I think even like Tully Blanchard at one time or something like that, unless I'm thinking of the wrong lady. Um, but they are so many back in the day. And uh, so she comes out, and she's got just regular clothes on and this big old bag. 
And oh, RK says he watched Missy Hyatt on video way back when on <laughs> video on your on your VCR, right? Uh, <laughs> but uh, I mean, she looked great. She looked great for her age. You know, Botox is a lovely thing. Uh, <laughs> but she obviously wasn't. Uh, dressed to wrestle and she goes i'm not a wrestler i'm a manager she kept saying this and i'm like oh god here we go so she takes off her heels and she's standing on the apron and she <laughs> oh god poor poor missy hyatt so she really didn't do much in the ring of anything and then ends up just leaving the match. And Brian's like, I'm, I'm tagging you in. Come on, do something. And so, yeah, so I, I can't wait to see Thursday what uh, you know, Myers is going to do to Sam Beal because of this. Um, I don't know if this is going to like be an ongoing thing where they keep bringing back these classic girls to uh, you know, just get a pop or and, and or a laugh for the sake of just the reaction of uh, Brian Myers' reaction, or, you know, or, or Sam Beal's idiotic moments, whatever. Um, we'll see. But it was it was funny. I was I was okay with it. I kind of was like scratching my head because it's just one of those that yeah you never hear about her. It's not like Sunny where, you know, her name's in the news every other week. Like, oh, she's drunk again or, oh, she's in jail again. Oh, she got pulled over for DWI or D whatever, you know, again. Um, DUI. So she's uh, she's been relatively quiet. So that's not a bad thing. It's just funny. But, uh, yeah, Tommy Dreamer and Rachel <laughs> Rachel Ellering wins with a doomsday device classic nod to the uh, to the uh, Road Warriors. And uh, then the Macklin promo says he's going after the X Division. And, uh, and that was just within the first hour. So that was a loaded first hour. Then we get this uh, this match that like i said i don't think it was advertised if this was advertised somewhere let me know i didn't even think it was like a last minute thing we got uh willie mack coming out with uh swan versus uh diener flanked by all of vbd now this is one of the best matches of the night this one blew me away i love this one um I don't know if this is going to continue, but I love this. As far as this feud between the two like teams, you know. Um, and Diener gets a win here, and it was really—I mean, as much as I, you know, you, I wanted to see Willie Mack get a win. Uh, Diener, who had taken a lot of losses in the inception of violent by design in the beginning of this when he was just joining the group and he kept losing as they were like building his character or changing him um it was really good to see diener get a solid win now granted there was some shenanigans but um it uh it, it was a lot of fun really good match great for these two 
is it's I'm, I'm guessing one that's going to get overlooked in the annals of uh, you know impact history. But if Willie Mack is one of your favorites, go back and watch this one. It's very good. Uh, Diana Perazzo then coming out with the Drama King uh, Matthew Raywald versus Matt Cardona and Chelsea Green. So we're in the next round here. Um, oh, I completely went over, uh, skipped over a match here. My bad. The last match of the first round is, uh, I am so sorry, Rosemary and Crazy Steve versus Falaba and Tasha Steeles. Now, I loved this. I just absolutely, this is one of my favorite intergender <laughs> matches of the night just because Falaba was so like I don't think I've heard Falaba so charismatic as he was here with Tasha Steeles against Decay. He was absolutely hilarious. He was with the whole um and then the crowd the crowd was just as into this um, as much as it could be with the whole, um, they were just reacting to everything that decay was screaming. Like I'm going to bite his face off crowd. would champ bite his face off. And I, I even said on, um, the Sunday dinner when I was talking about this a little bit, um, I didn't, yeah, I didn't want to give a full review cause I wanted to do it on here. But one of the things I talked about was, the chance, the chance were so um yes, Lakers. That's another one I was gonna mention. I'll get to that in a second. I'm like, if they don't make a bite his face off t-shirt, I'm gonna make one and I'm gonna sell it. Cause I just thought it was like, you know, put bite his face off on on one side and clap, clap, clap on the other side, or something goofy like that, you know. Because I just, I just thought it was so damn funny, and <laughs> so they would chant "bite his face off," and and Falaba would go "no, no, no." He kept reacting like that, and then they were, and then they were biting. They were, you know, you know, they were biting their opponents like all over. It's hilarious. The arms, face, head, whatever. And then the, the next chant was tastes like ba. Like Lakers put here. Yeah, hashtag tastes like ba. So <laughs> that was another funny moment. I was like, oh my God, really? Um now I feel like even though they lost here, I felt like the uh <laughs> The Fala and the Flava were were really a lot of fun together, but I don't think I don't think they're gonna end up staying together. But for this event, it was a lot of fun. Let me know in the comments. Do you want to see them stay together, or do you want to just see Tasha focus as a solo? <clears throat> now, now that the Fire and the Flava are unfortunately done, because if you hadn't heard. Kiara Hogan is now no longer with um, 
Impact Wrestling. But now, see, like, she was part of this event, and we really haven't seen true fallout from them losing yet. They just got swept right into this tournament, and Kiara Hogan was just kind of like, hey, whatever, you know, and kind of walked away. We haven't seen a true big interaction between um, Tasha Steeles and Kiara Hogan yet. So we got to wait and see if we're still going to get something like a like a last final match or or something. I don't know. Got to wait and see. Solo Sasha says, "Mark, please." Lakers says he loved all this. Yeah, we love Falaba. He was. He is uh he is a fan favorite, you know. He uh th- this was absolutely a, a shining moment for him. I wish he could have gone farther in the tournament, but man, like you know, we're we're giving him I don't know how much time to talk about here. It was it was a lot of fun. Uh Mark here says, uh, much as I adore Fala, he would be holding Tasha back at the moment. She has main event momentum if they do her split with Kiara correctly. Yeah, totally agree, dude. Totally agree. Totally agree, brother. Um, so, yeah, so Ray, uh, Rosemary and Crazy Steve win here. Crazy Steve winning with a jumping DDT. And... Um, Man, this was so much fun. This this was just a blast. Okay, so then Macklin has the promo we talked about. Then uh, Mac versus Diener happened. We talked about that. Okay, now round two. Now we're back on track. Bah. Um, Deanna Perrazzo and the Drama King. Matthew Raywalt versus Matt Cardona and Chelsea Green. Uh, it was fun seeing Deanna Prazo and Chelsea Green in the ring here, finally. Uh, Chelsea really didn't do much, though. She was pretty limited. Even in that uh, that first match with, uh, with Jordan, there was only so much they could do. Um, So, Deanna Prazo and Drama King go through to the finals, beating Matt Cardona and Chelsea. Uh, Matthew actually, or (laughs) Matthew Raywald pinning Matt Cardona. That's easy to say. Uh, Then what do we got next here? Oh, uh, Gia, Gia Miller with Missy Hyatt and Myers is there, and he's, uh, he's just all upset at uh, Sam Beal, and uh, <laughs> Missy Hyatt ends up just clobbering Sam Beal with her big ass. I don't know, was that a Gucci purse or something? I don't know, but that was funny. So I don't know if this is going to continue into the tapings, but um, if, if that's the end of it, it's just kind of, you know. <laughs> Put a comedic little period at the end of the sentence there, I guess you could say. Hey, prime time. What's up, man? 
Good to see you here. Hey, Akeem. What's shaking, dude? Um, yeah, critical sting. Yeah, she she knocks him out with the purse and then says, you stupid Mark. Yeah, that was funny. As he's laying there on the ground, holding his head. Uh, let's see here. X Division title match, Black Taurus versus the defending Josh Alexander. Wow. Um, these two worked so hard that Black Taurus ended up getting like one of his horns on his mask, uh, like broke off or bent or something. This just sick. Um, a Black Taurus was out there with Havoc, so it was nice to see Havoc. I was because I was thinking, I was like, why isn't Havoc out with um crazy Steve and, and Rosemary? Because you know, you think you see the knockouts together, but it was so that Black Taurus would have some some backup as well. Cause if you if you didn't know or if you forgot, Havoc is officially part of Decay now. So excuse me. So uh Josh Alexander wins this one. Really good match. Just it just shows it's it was great to see. Uh I mean I didn't think that Black Taurus was gonna win this one by any means, but it's still a match that I know a lot of people wanted to see. You know, they wanted to see Black Taurus get that shot at the X Division. So um really excited. Uh here, Laker says uh, Show Stealer was the Impact Wrestling X Division Championship match. Wow, just wow. Yeah, it yeah, it was. It was. I mean, like the singles matches that were not part of the tournament, they all had their own special place in this show. They all they all did great. Like I said, Diener versus Mac was shockingly shy. I mean, not that I didn't think that they were gonna have a good match, but it really stood out in my opinion, you know, just like this one did. And the main event was great too. So uh, all the singles matches that were booked for this were all special in their own thing too. Um, Prime Time says, did I miss the news? Yeah, we covered news in the first like uh, 40, 45 minutes, half an hour to 45 minutes of this video. So you hit the rewind button when we're done here or whatever. So yeah, we talked about uh, updates on the AEW dates. Some CM Punk news. We talked about uh, Ric Flair and uh, some other stuff. So, so there you go. But yeah, lots, just so much news. My goodness. Depending on what you're looking for, it's you know, it's almost overwhelming. There's just you know, in in, in a in a time of the summer when you wouldn't really think that there is a lot to talk about. There's been just. So much just out of nowhere, you know, just crazy. Oh, <laughs> someone said someone misspelled Deanna. Yeah, I misspell her first name like all the time. I spell it with two A's instead of an O or whatever. Yeah, it's okay. We all do that. Um, so, yeah, Josh wins here, defends successfully, great match. Tournament finals, Deanna Perrazzo 
Matthew Raywalt versus Rosemary and Crazy Steve. Now we continue with the goofy chance. Excuse me. Oh, stupid allergies. Cats have been all over me all day. Um, so this was a lot of fun seeing uh, Diana Perrazzo versus Rosemary. Um, this, and, and like I said, for for intergender wrestling, I felt like all these matches in the tournament did really well. They were all like, I know one of the big things is like the believable factor, like who can face who. And it was the chemistry between all the people. They all told a great story in the ring. Like not to the point that it was like a five-star match, but to the point that it was, it was a lot of fun. Like I said, in some cases, there was just a lot of comedy that kind of distract maybe, you know, maybe from uh, like, like if it was a new team, like follow Falaba and Tasha Steeles, who never, you know, wrestled with each other before, you had the comedic moments to kind of distract from the imperfections of looking too deeply into the, you know, meat and potatoes of the match. So you had stuff like that. But um, I felt like they all worked really well together. It was a lot of fun, and like I said, it, in my opinion, it was a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be. Um, but your new king and queen are Diana Perrazzo and Matthew Raywald. And, um, I mean, hell of a debut for the drama king. I mean, I was, I was a little surprised, but... You also want to keep your <clears throat> you also want to keep your knockouts champion looking strong too at this point if you're not going to have another contender face her immediately. And because that's not what this tournament was about. So it made sense. It made sense, and it also put over how good uh, Matthew was, you know, uh, Matthew Raywalt, the drama king. So, I mean, are we going to see these two stay together? I I don't know. Like, I don't I don't want to see the intergender stuff all the time. Nor do I want to see them make like a title out of it. You know, I don't see that happening. But for what it was worth, it was a lot of fun. And there was enough people on the roster to where it was it was okay, you know. It was uh it was it was just a lot of fun, you know. And let me know what your thoughts were in the comments. Yes, long may she reign. Absolutely. Oh, stupid allergies. I'll wrap this up soon. Um Just checking Twitch. I haven't checked Twitch much tonight. RK's all over it. <laughs> all right.
Um, so yeah, and then last but certainly not least, we got the hardcore match of Eddie Edwards versus Morrissey. Now, oh, one thing I was going to bring up recently with the news from last week, and then I forgot. So some stuff came out saying that um, Morrissey was only contracted till like October. So like, I'm guessing bound for glory. Now he's been doing so good that I really want to see him stay. I mean, he's been, oh, okay. So up to this point, he's been undefeated and his character work, in my opinion, has been great as far as building a new monster and redefining one's career. Morrissey's been just been doing a phenomenal job. And I feel like impact wrestling has been really working well with him. So I don't want to see him like leave in a couple months. I want to see him stay and build this character and evolve even more. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. He's uh, he just he just all around looks great and he's doing great. He sounds great. His promos are good. And they're simple. Then when you can keep them simple, they sound even more authentic, you know. So we'll see what happens. But uh, but yeah, Eddie and Morrissey end up having just an absolute slobber knocker here. Eddie, after all of a sudden done, wins this match. Shockingly, I did not think that Eddie was going to be winning this one. It was very interesting that Morrissey got his first loss here. So we're going to see where it goes because, um, I mean, I've heard some people like, um, you know, Bill from our that other little podcast, you know, T and I, he honestly said he's, he would not be surprised if they slingshot Morrissey into the title scene if he keeps winning like this within the next year. But as soon as he said that the news came out that he's going to be working until October. But I'm, like I said, I'm really hoping he stays with impact and they keep molding his character and he keeps getting stronger. Let me know in the comments if you want to see him stay in impact wrestling. Um, I mean, if, and if that's what he wants to do is just, you know, do a little bit here, do a little bit there just to, you know, help um, just grow as an individual in the industry again. It's understandable. It's um, I know in the long run, I know he I'm pretty sure he still wants to go back to the WWE someday. That's that's been his goal for a long time. So, you know he's going to do whatever he has to do in the meantime. It's you can't, you can't fault the guy for that. Can't fault him. Um, Eddie, Eddie Edwards is our guy. Yeah, he is. I mean, he is absolutely one of the heart and souls. Um, He is one of the heart and souls of the company. Mark says, can we talk about Morrissey's back? Needs to put a singlet or a shirt on that dude. Laker says, I hope he's not on the juice. 
shaking my head. Yeah, I hope he's not either because that's not going to help him in the long run. Um, Mark says he's absolutely 100% juicing. Well, I've seen certain things on his body that look like puncture marks, like when you do get a – like because I've seen steroid usage before and the marks they leave behind, and I've seen those marks on the end when I'm kind of like mm. – <clears throat> but, um, I mean, other than that, he looks great. It just, yeah. I've seen what steroid use does to people. Hell, I just watched the, um, uh, the dark side of the ring, the Tom, was that Tom Billing, Billington, the dynamite kid story. Oh man. So sad guy just lost his damn mind doing so many steroids and injuries to his oh he just destroyed himself just absolutely destroyed himself and his and his family too my god and you know he a guy like Morrissey is trying to come back and I don't want to see him you know reach a certain point and then downward spiral again because of things he's trying to do to himself to improve himself when in the long run, he's just going to hurt himself, you know, or the others around him, you know, I hate to see that. Primetime says he hopes that they resign him. Uh, Cass. Yeah. <laughs> Cass XL or in this case, W Morris. Yeah. Yeah, hard AF. <laughs> or uh, or in uh, TNI's case, cowbell AF. I'm, uh, I'm working on that design. It might take a while, but we'll see if we can get that one. I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe I'll do uh, TNI AF or STP AF. I'll just do a whole line of AF merchandise. I don't know. We'll see. I think that'd be funny. Uh <laughs> Oh, what did that start with? Oh, it was like last year or something. The, the Young Bucks, during uh, Being the Elite, they started doing like the whole Christian AF. And I'm like, yeah, you can't really put those two together. It's Wow, that's just really weird. But okay. So, um, but yeah, back on track. Uh, Eddie Edwards and Morrissey, like I said, they had a great – Great match with the whole, uh, you know, trash can lids, trash cans. Uh, yeah, tables, chairs, kendo sticks, uh, a lot of fun. Everything and anything. Kitchen sink. Uh, yeah, everything. It was one of those where it was, it was the other side of extreme where, you know, you're not doing the whole GCW Nick Gage thing. You know, you're not going to see light tubes and, you know, Domino's ads, you know, <laughs> pizza cutters, um, you know, the, the usual stuff. So it was hardcore without getting, ugh, God, what, what, what are they doing? You know, you know, cringy stuff. So, and I was, I was okay with that. I was all right. But, um, yeah, Eddie Edwards got the win here. Like I said, it's going to be very interesting to see where both these guys go from here, especially Morrissey, as he was on such a winning streak 
leading up to this point. So, <clears throat> um, Oh, Swack fan here says, um, uh, Tony Atlas talked about steroid use. He said, basically, he said people overuse it or don't know how, and it makes it dangerous. Yeah, I mean, they just, you know, using it in general is bad. I mean, there's, but, you know, back then, I, I this, the supplements now are so different than what there were back then, I think. So, yes, Eddie Edwards, Eddie Edwards is impact wrestling. Liger says, I definitely want uh, Morrissey around long-term, but would also like him clean as well. Yeah. Yeah, clean, healthy, whatever. Yes, all of the above, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I was happy that Eddie got the win here, but I was not expecting it. I really thought they were going to continue the whole winning streak, the whole dominant, dominant domination, whatever word you want to throw in there with, um, you know, Morrissey. So. Do a Jiminy Christmas shirt. Yeah, I might have to do that. I, I It's probably on uh, one of them on my top list, and I just never got around to it. I've, I've had a bunch of ideas over the last couple of years. Uh, <laughs> Jiminy Christmas. So, so, yeah, I loved – I really loved this. This was a lot of fun. Let me know what you thought about this event. This – I know, and, and I know there was, and look, it's wrestling is subjective. You can, you know, you're going to love some stuff. Not everything is going to hit you like a two-ton heavy thing, and you're going to, you know, just like, you know, it's going to be the top of the world. Some people looked at this event, and it it just was like, it it didn't jive with them. They just weren't interested in it. Like, um, like he's not in here today, but uh, sometimes he's in here. Usually he's over in a TNI. Uh, uh, Mir said he just wasn't interested in homecoming, the whole intergender thing at all. And it's to each their own, you know, like tur tournaments or the just the intergender thing in general, you know, some people just don't get into. But I felt like this was really well done. Let me know your thoughts on it. Were you, did you dig it? Was it a lot of fun for you or was it not your cup of tea and you want to see them just continue on with? Regular feuds from here on, let me know. Right or wrong, just, you know, like I said, you're not going to upset me. I just want to see the conversation happen. So, um, Lakers thought Morrissey was going to win. Okay. RK was not expecting to win either. Yeah. Chimney Christmas. Yeah. Makes Eddie look good for Thursday. Yeah, we'll see what happens. You know, is is he going to get set up to face uh, Kenny some more? I don't know. We'll see. Primetime says that match with Jericho and Gage was off the chain. It was pretty wild, hey? I mean, for an arena setting and as extreme as it got, that was really something. Mark says, great show. It'd be cool if it was annually. Yeah. Yeah. 
but you are also a fan of intergender wrestling. Okay. Lakers also wants to see it back next year. Justin Miller says annually for sure. Yes, Lakers here. Perfectly said. Yes, love intergender wrestling when it's done correctly. Yeah, like you want to see a good wrestling match. I don't want to see some dude out there just, you know, clobbering the shit out of a woman. To me, that's not a match. To me, that's not helping wrestling. That just looks bad. You know, it's just, you know. And you want something believable too, or at least close to believable. You know, so, but yeah, and that's, and that was a great thing about this homecoming event. You saw all different sizes. It wasn't all just huge dudes and tiny women. It was a little bit of everything. You saw big dudes, little dudes, uh, you know, bigger size, muscular, muscular women and some smaller women. It was, it was everything. So there was no teams on, on this tournament that were like in my, in, in my professional podcasting opinion that really stood out from the rest on this, you know, you want to like in the long run, after you knew who was all out there, you could say that maybe the winners of the tournament, Matthew Raywald and Deanna Perrazzo, knowing the dominance, especially of, of Deanna Perrazzo, but the mystery of the drama King in there and not really knowing anything about him is going to throw off the whole rest of the tournament because they're not ready for him. He can go out there and do whatever. You're not going to, you know, like I said, you're just not going to be ready for it. So props to them for winning this though. It's pretty cool. Let me know your thoughts. So that's going to do it for this one. Oh, look, look at that. Wrapped it up in about an hour and a half. Amazing. With the news and homecoming review and everything. So, yeah, sorry I missed the last AEW, but we did talk a little bit of AEW stuff in the beginning of this. I will catch the next one. Crossing my fingers on that one. <laughs> it's their homecoming. All these homecomings. It's weird. GCW has a homecoming coming up, too, or something. Or, I don't know. All these <laughs> high schools starting again soon. They'll have a homecoming. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, um, but AEW looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. There's one more AAW before the, um, at least I'm pretty sure there is tomorrow, uh, before the pay-per-view this Saturday, which is Savages and Kings or Kings and Savages, whatever it's called. Fred Yehi and a mystery opponent versus Eddie Kingston and a mystery opponent is the main event. It originally was supposed to be 1v1, um, but that got changed. We, we may talk about a little behind the scenes why that got changed. Um, we'll see what happens. Um, <laughs> we'll get Trent into that conversation. He knows. Uh, <laughs> But um, but if you're in the area, get your tickets. It's going to be a lot of fun. Melanie Cruz is going to be facing um, AK-47, Allison K, along with, uh, let's see, there's a Heritage title match. I think there's like, it's like a four-way, I think. 
along with there's going to be – I mean, the talent that's been coming through there has been so much fun to watch. It's, you know, and I used to not pay much attention to indies at all. And this is one that's just been so much fun watching them rebuild this, you know, trying to like, you know, go full steam ahead after the pandemic. I mean, yeah, the pandemic is still going and the numbers are really spiraling out of control again. So let's just cross our fingers and stay safe and hope that we keep wrestling and all our events intact because um, the way it's going now, we're going to lose it all again if we don't smarten up real freaking quick. That's just my own professional podcasting opinion on that one. So, um, so yeah, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, keep an eye out for all that. And then, of course, Thursday, Thursday again, we get the number one contender battle royal to see who is going to face um, Kenny Omega at Bound for Glory. Don't assume anyone on that one, but it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. We'll see. Who, who knows what's going on in wrestling? It's so all over the place. It's, wrestling is just, man, every every time you turn your head, there's something crazy going on or someone got let go or somebody jumped ship or somebody joined another company and there's just so much to talk about lately. Or there's comebacks, you know, from hiatus like CM Punk that's just all over the news as well. So I, I'm, I'm here for all of it. It's just a fun time for wrestling. So certainly not boring, right? There's lots to talk about. And if you're not into this, you go check out that. There's always something else to check out in the world of wrestling. So much love. Love you all. Going to um, wrap this up now. Check out the links in the description. If you came in here late, check out the uh, Buy Me a Coffee com to, to tip your favorite podcast. Uh, you can uh, cheer bits on Twitch or you can sub or, or sub on YouTube. And I believe there's a tip system on the YouTube as well. Now, I'm not positive if that's in there. Oh, sure enough. Yep, there it is at the bottom there. You can do it. As far as I know, it's all hooked up. Um. It's very similar to uh, how it is on Twitch. What else? The merch sites down below. Go check that out, all the new merch. And I'm still working on new designs for mine and TNI as well. Always brainstorming stuff. So, um, yeah, we'll see y'all tomorrow night for all the AEW stuff. Or no, not tomorrow night. Tomorrow's Tuesday. Damn. Long day, folks. Long day. Tuesday is a throwback. Time Machine Tuesday over that other little podcast called Total Nonstop Impact. Come back here Wednesday for all the AEW, uh, uh, AAW stuff as well. So, um, yeah, let's get out of here. Much love, everyone. We'll see you all tomorrow night. Take care. Be safe.